What's up, my people? Welcome to a Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me today and in totality, the host trifecta. I'm coming your way first, Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good, good to see you. Thank you. We uh, started school this week. Oh our gosh, household. that's right. Yeah, yesterday we started. And um, so we're starting a new routine. We're uh, Homeschooling, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Does COVID throw a wrench in homeschooling? I don't really know how that works. No. Okay, good Good for you. <laughs> so is it is it identical to the way school started last year? Or are there, does the, does, I don't know how curriculum works, you know what I mean? Or with the, Mark's like, I'm, I'm not in the homeschool world. I don't know what's going on here. Have you ever been to school before? <laughs> it's been I'm years displaced. Okay. And by the way, I haven't introduced you yet, so don't even talk. That was a test and you failed. Thank you. Nobody even knows you're here right now. Alicia. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah. We well It's technically I'm I'm in my eighteenth year of homeschooling. Wow. Yeah. So That's um, a big deal. But I only have two left. Okay. Oh, that's a bigger deal. Yeah, I'm sure. It's nice. That that is awesome. So that's we're kind right. of like a well oiled yeah. machine by now. Yeah, but. school's getting started for sure. My fiance is teaching over at Eucaria, and they're they're getting started with their Christian academy. Uh, joining us again, Mark Francis. Mark, now I acknowledge you, my good friend. Am I allowed to speak? <laughs> you you may speak. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I am not Marky Mark, so once again, please. Do oh not. yeah, we should acknowledge that for video. Pastor Mark's not yeah. here. Uh, nobody really knows where he is. We were all too scared to ask. He just sent an email saying he, he wasn't here, so. He's, he ran away. Now we can say whatever we want about And of him. course, it's on, you know, one of the more challenging passages. I think he did it on purpose. I think and, he and said, this, I'm going to leave that week. I mean, you call us the host trifecta, which is great, but, you know, we're hosts it's, or we're color commentators. We're not the coach. We're not the head coach. No. So this is like FBC elders' worst nightmare to have they, three they listen. of just the, the hosts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So commenting this is, this is the, on This is the Romans. application. Out with the old and with the new. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that. Okay. I know I'm get in trouble That's for that. amazing. That's the thing. We'll get to focus on application. We will. We'll dive into application, what we thought of this past week and how it's entered into our life. But first, on the school front, Mark Francis, uh, did Tyson move into Shenandoah? What's that? Shenandoah is full of students and active. They have students. And so, yes, my oldest is now in college. So that dates me, makes me feel old. Yeah. Um, Alicia was looking at our exhibit out in the library right now. Oh, it looks so his, good. By the way, it's really cool. Yeah. And so I'd be I, on the lookout to come and look that I don't want to like talk about it, but there are some things out there that I'm like, how did you get that? And that is we so saw cool. pictures. And yeah. to quote my partner across from me right now, they, <laughs> Teaser. they, they look... Thinner and less wrinkly was <laughs> the comment <laughs> of pictures yeah. that are on the wall. All those yes, pictures, I, all those pictures in black and white. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly, when you're looking at the pictures, that was the first thing that jumped They're out. They're sketched. They're all sketched. Everyone is thinner. <laughs> the camera wasn't around yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, no. on, it's on writings on the wall, hieroglyphics, <laughs> right? Stone tablets. Uh, in all seriousness, though, I walked up here for the podcast, and that wall looks so sleek. Shout out to, you know, Mark, you and Rose and the whole team working on this 40th thing. It's been fun. Your mother, believe it or not, was heavily involved as well. Uh, So we can thank her. We can thank her too. But back to me. So focusing back to me is, yes, my son is in school Mm -hmm. and campuses, they are doing the thing. They have not shut down as like other campuses around the country. Believe it or not, every time I've been at Shenandoah over the last couple of days, every person walking around has a mask on. Okay. And, And there's something that they are doing to 
really help reinforce, hey, if you don't want to get shut down, if you don't want to get sent home, do these things and listen to the guidelines. And whether you believe in a mask or not, they are doing it. And so we will wait and watch and see what happens yeah. in that little university bubble. Oh, it's going to be fascinating. We moved my brother Silas into JMU. And they, yeah, they were requiring masks outside yeah. on campus. Right. So it's just kind of a different a different take on things. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Everybody... <laughs> is starting to think they know what the fall looks like. Oh, no. man. You can no. imagine. God's no. just... <laughs> like, nobody... 2020 right. is just full of surprises. It has over to be week by week, right? Over and over and I, over. I, I feel like I have to take it week by week. Even making plans with somebody two, three weeks out, I'm like, hey, you know, if we're, right. if yep. we're all still around. And right. this is this is us so. just procrastinating, avoiding the sermon spotlight conversation. <laughs> we can talk but about But it speaks to that, though, right? Because as all of that's going on, it's so easy to get lost in it. And then to come back to Romans 6 and have Mark hammer us over the head with it. And it's cool to see over the weeks. I noticed how long we might be in Romans 6. We might be. He's he's taking his sweet old time. And it's good. It's good, solid stuff. So, Mark, I'll come your way first. I mean, what are your thoughts after this weekend? Yeah, Um, you know, it it seems like it's a sermon that I've heard before, but it's still fresh. And it's something that Hmm. when you dive into Romans, certain things still really pop out. And even as it adds on to the week before where we were mm. talking about how, you know, what is your identity? Who are we? And and it adds on to that to then essentially end by saying that, yeah, we are dead to sin, but alive in Christ. You know, mm. so to me, that is a key takeaway and a key thought. And I, I can't help but laugh also, because as we have these conversations, whether it be in the podcast or even Mark on his sermon, he's like, but then when you look at Romans 7, but then when you look at Romans 8, yeah. we're not there yet. And so there's this progression mm-hmm. that, I still think it's vital for us, as we were back in Romans 1, 2, and 3, if we can remember back then, how just back in the good old sick days, and tired we were January. of just all the, all the death and misery and just mm-hmm. the, the sin, and just we're sitting in that. And now here we are in Romans 6, right? And we are dead point. to that yeah. sin. Yeah. And so you can't get tired of seeing both ends of that spectrum of how yeah. we are dead we're dead, and now because of Christ, we are alive. Well, and Alicia, I'll come your way, but real quick, I love that this past weekend he did kind of talk about, okay, Romans 6 is the truth we affirm, Romans 7 is the truth we admit, and Romans 8 is a truth we allow. And just the, yeah. the, the considering those things true and understanding truly what happened to us on the cross, participating in what Jesus went through, Yeah, it's, ground, it's groundbreaking. It has, has to, you know tear away those layers of thought that we think, oh, it didn't, it didn't handle all of our business, because it did. Right. Yeah. So Mark said, the facts lead to impacts. Mm. And the impact being our identification in Christ. And clearly last week, we talked about our position in Adam or in Christ. It's one or the other. And uh, those facts and understanding what our identity is, who we are in Christ, means the world uh, for us as Christians. And the passage uh, in verse 4, Romans 6, 4, and I'm going to just go back and read it. Um, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the Mm. glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And that newness of life, which Mark called is our our birthright, that really jumped out at me. And I thought, you know, that's not, as as Christians, as believers in Christ, that newness is not something that's meant to wear off. 
And I think about in, in the spring, we got new carpet in our house. And mm. when people would come over, they're like, oh, your house smells like a new house. And well, it's not a new house. We just got new carpet. So it gives <laughs> it that new house smell. Well, we're moving into the fall and that fresh carpet, mm. that fresh new smell is starting to wear away. Simeon spills fruit punch right all <laughs> over it. Yeah. Don't they make like aerosol fresheners for that? Like new house smell, new car smell? They do. They yeah. do. You just they spray do. it. Yeah, new spray is good. I mean, that, that goes into the, even the narrative of the world. New right, is good. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that that for us, are these physical mm-hmm. things, they, they do we waste away. Our mm. bodies are wasting away. Our carpet wastes away. But our newness of life doesn't. That's something that is going to continue to remain in our whole being as Christians. Yeah. And it, so it's already our reality, but is it our experience? I mean, that's as if you were discovering new things about your carpet every waking day. As, right. as you dwelled on it or focused on it, you realize, oh my gosh, we, we installed this carpet. We didn't even know it could do that or that or that. And it's so cool to think about our identity and what it's been placed in and how that can change the way we experience, because that's just not... Yeah. That's not the normal. And I think that's where this conversation is beneficial. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, we're talking about things, but hopefully we're engaging your minds as you're listening or as you're watching to then inspire you to then say, okay, what about my current life needs to change? And and it's almost as if at the end of Mark's sermon, he said his son called him out for, you know, kind of saying, last mm. week's sermon was good, but like you didn't hammer home mm. this point. And it's like, you have to experience it. You have to not just know it in your head. But you have to like then live it out and experience kind of that power of the Holy Spirit working in your life to then show that you are alive in Christ. And ask God to do that for you yeah. by, by revelation through the Word. That was the point I think his, his son yeah, brought and that's up. The and, scary, that's the scary thing, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. To, to be praying to God, saying, God, maybe I don't even know where I need to change. You know, there might be really good friends oh, yeah. or a spouse or something like that that can tell you. But there could be times in my life where I'm like, I don't even know where I need to change. And so how can I pray to that Spiritual blindness. To then say, God, reveal that stuff to me. That's the scary prayer. To then then allow me to grow in the Spirit to where I can produce the fruit, the fruits of the Spirit. And another thing is to think, I, I made a note here for myself, just asking myself, what is the difference between the old and the new? What looks different about me in my walk with Christ? Well, one, there's that relational aspect of being in union with Christ. We are united with him. We have relationship with him. Everything that he accomplished is ours as well. That's our identification. And so we are called to walk in that. And so what is the difference between the old and the new? Just practically speaking, because Hmm. we're still in this physical body that still sins. We've been declared righteous and Sin is not on the throne in our lives. It doesn't have dominion over us. We don't have to submit to sin. We don't have to give in to those sinful desires, uh, the, the, the pull of the flesh and uh, the wickedness of the heart. We, we have the Holy Spirit, and what Christ has accomplished for us has made a way for us not to go down that road. We don't have to, but we do. We still sin. And so um, for me, like... The newness now looks like not believing those lies. Satan mm. is a liar. Mm. He wants us to believe those lies. So, and and to think, you know, he wants us to think that those lies that he gives us are what satisfies us. But no, the new me, the new in Christ, I am only satisfied in Christ. 
and mm. who he is and what he's done on my behalf. That's where my satisfaction lies. Yeah, so it's that progress of, of A, starting with the desire to, to just grow, and then the second step of knowing what it takes to then grow. And that's where Mark has always shared it. The, the Christian battle is one between the ears, you know, mm-hmm. in, our, right. in our minds. And what you're suggesting, Alicia, is verse 6, where it says, knowing this, mm-hmm. that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with. And so yeah. it's that concept of, at least now that I know that, and then the third part of where you're going, Caleb, is the experiencing. So then actually living it out and having that growth right. happen. So to me, it's the desire, it's the knowledge, and then it's the experience and that all, takes you down that process. It all comes together. And, and it's I, I've learned, even in my own life, it, it's convicting to hear this sermon, especially as the world tries to diagnose itself <laughs> um, and come up with its own solution. Uh, it's easy to know what your identity in, is in, but live as if it's not. Because it's easy to fall victim to the cerebral, okay, I need to figure out what my identity is. But you can also look at what you're doing, how you're living your life, and realize maybe I am putting my identity in those things. What if, yeah. what if that hobby has surpassed a commitment in, a, in, a, in my marriage or, or anything like that? You can start to look and say, wait a second, I'm living as if my identity is in those different things. And, and that is something that, that the Word brings out, but also community will bring it out. When right. you start to, you, you want to be around people that are growing you towards Christ and kind of help reveal where a growth area might be. And I think that speaks to the importance of community groups that should be launching here yeah. uh, at Fellowship. Well, you guys yeah. talked about it last week in last week's podcast of the identity and so many different things that the world will call us to say, this is where you should place your identity. You know, mm-hmm. whether you're, you're an American or whether you're a, a mom or a dad or a, a grandparent or a teacher or what you do or your financial status, you know, it's just, you're drawn to that. And, and so what scripture is teaching us and what God is calling us is that our identity is that we're our we're child of God and we are placed in Christ and we're alive with him. And, and so to make that real in our minds is, I think that's the challenge. That's the Christian struggle of well, being able to, to understand that. Our holiness and our purity matters to God and he's equipped us with everything that we need for life and godliness. Mm-hmm. And, Ephesians 6, we can go to to see the whole armor of God that he's equipped us with. Galatians 5, which Mark referenced in the sermon, that's the fruit of the Spirit. We have, uh, we have means to m- walk in holiness, to walk in godliness. We have weapons to fight sin. And that the grace of God that he's given us is stronger than our sinful hearts. Hmm. And um, I... I listened to a sermon a while ago, and the pastor said, um, grace is God's self-giving. And I just thought about that over the last couple of months, and just the fullness of God with us, that that grace of God giving himself to us is, it blows my mind hmm. in the best way. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I love how uh, Pastor Mark brought up Colossians 3 to kind of double down on yeah. what Paul is saying in yep. Romans 6, especially if you look at the context of, of the writings and, and Paul's agenda and missional mindset. You see all these churches being planned and how he's, he tells them in Colossians 3 to put on the new self, but he's careful to suggest that that's not something you need to do or work towards. Right. Simply tap into what's already there for if you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Seek the things that are above, verse 1, where Christ is seated at the right hand. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And uh, it reminds me of a sermon I heard a while back uh, down in Harrisonburg. Um, the pastor 
uh, in his intro to the sermon, he, he said, um, the things you do, do things to you. And then he was speaking to the habitual nature we have to, we find a routine of something and it will impact us. Mm. Whatever we are doing impacts us. Right. So if yeah. we're dwelling in the word or sitting at the feet of Jesus, to your point earlier, Mark, we might not know how that's going to impact us. Uh, we might not know where we necessarily need to grow, but that clarity will not come from us driving to work for the 3,000th time feeling depressed. That's right. not where you will find clarity. Right. It's, it's in the Word. It's at the feet of Jesus. It's doing what Martha did not do in Luke chapter 10. And instead, what Mary did was sit at the chair where Jesus was. Don't be the perfect host in the kitchen because you're missing out on the fellowship. Um, and that's something that's been heartwarming for me. And even uh, in response to this past Sunday in the sermon, I was talking with uh, Ben Stanford, awesome dude uh, here on staff, one of the coolest people I've had the privilege of talking to. And I was talking to Thank him about you very like, much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess we're number two. We're in three. Yeah. <laughs> he's the he's Clearly. the okay. he's the third coolest. Whatever. Okay. Uh, he said. You know, he pointed me to the feet of Jesus to learn where I need to grow. It's not going to slap you over the head. Ta-da, on the way to church, I know exactly what my flaws are, and here's the scripture I need to fix it. No, you're going to have to explore a little bit and go to God and say, God, show me. God, well, give me clarity. Well, what's the opposite of being in God's word? Right. It's not. Yeah. And, and where is your headspace mm. when you're not in God's word? Where mm. are you? Well, and it's going to take you right he, back wait, to yourself. Didn't he, didn't he talk about that last week about you can't, there's no plateau in the Christian faith, you're growing. A couple weeks ago, yeah. I mean, ba basically, you're yeah. either progressing or you're, in his words, retrogressing. Yeah. Right, like right. A, and verse 5 talks about how we're united in him. And so we don't need to be asking, back to your college days, WWJD, what would Jesus do? But we need to be asking what is Jesus doing now, and how can I join him in that? Sure. And he, he, there's God's pleasure, God's delight, God's truth that is most important. And so how can we be united in what the Lord is doing now? And along with that, also look even further back. What has Jesus done? What, what am I already mm -hmm. dealing with? That's right. This is what Jesus died for. Yeah. What I am experiencing now is either interpersonally or intrapersonally rather, uh, an opportunity for grace to, to not live in that shame or guilt. And then if it's in the life of somebody else, it's an opportunity to give that grace, to, to be that light. And it's the, 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 the more aware we are of the gospel and the cross, we can only love people to the extent we know we are loved. And, and that is revolutionary when we start to think of how loving uh, God is and that he has us in his hands tightly. You can Mark. take that analogy for anything, forgiven, you know, yeah. how, how much we've been forgiven. <laughs> yeah. So then how, how can you not mm -hmm. forgive others? Mm -hmm. Love. You can just take, go down mm -hmm. the list of those kind of attributes right. and qualities that right. what has God done for us somewhere, first? Somewhere along the line, God has got to be holding a grudge against me. So I'm going to hold a grudge against Mark Francis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, so, but in reality, though, when we, when we get into that stinking thinking, we've got to remember that our old self has been nailed to the cross. Mm -hmm. And um, First Peter, let's see, 2, 22, starting at... This is Jesus. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. And then down to verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep. We all felt that. Hmm. 
but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So he is so kind to just draw us into himself. He bore our sins. We get forgiveness. We get freedom. We get to be uh, shepherded by the great shepherd, the overseer of our souls. He doesn't let us go. He holds us tight. He, he keeps yep. us near as his flock. And it's an opportunity to glorify him, all for the glory of God. But now we we can rejoice in him. And, and, and Paul calls the, the church in Philippi and Colossus to do that. Rejoice in the Lord and you will find your true joy and happiness regardless of circumstance because it's rooted in something that is not changing. And I, I look around the world now and if you're if you're shaken, that's that's a test of where you're where you have built your own foundation, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was at another conversation with Ben earlier today where I think this will ultimately be good for the church. Whatever this chaotic year of garbage is or turns out to be. Well, I don't know if we're going to look back on 20 years and be like, remember the mask days? Or we look back and say, that's where it all began. Right. We don't know. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? It, it's all going to mm-hmm. come to an end someday anyway. And so, so whether you have this mm-hmm. grand expectation of, yes, we are entitled as Americans or we deserve this or, you know, mm-hmm. there's no guarantees well, and, and things can get worse. And you know what? I bet there's brothers and sisters of ours around the world who are praying that, man, mm-hmm. it brings us to our knees because as a church, how, how better can we display God's glory than being fallen and broken people to then point us to the gospel, to then point other people to the gospel? Because that's yeah. what we're doing. We're yeah. fleshing out oh, right now. Waking up the spiritually it, dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to use your language there, I think that's so good. The gra- what, what grand expectation do we have for this country, for this county, for whatever? If you, you want to know what's guaranteed for this world? A lot of crazy, scary, yeah. gross, horrible, horrific death. And so we have to be able to tackle that. And we can't. Jesus did. So the awareness and posture we can have in that, it helps us digest it a little bit more. We can come to the 40th regardless of our financial situation. We can do these different things regardless of the unknown and the variable and the health and the, the long-term trajectory of our lives now. It's to heaven. And not just go through the motions of playing church or mm-hmm. playing Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, God is calling us to growth and he's calling us. And however that growth happens... <laughs> might not be fun along the way, and yet at the same time is all for his glory, for his perfection of who we become. And, and you know, the world around us is just going to crumble because they mm-hmm. don't have that foundation mm-hmm. that we believers have. And, and it makes me kind of think, you know, what, what would an outsider who might have come to our service this past week think? Yeah. What are they hearing? That's really good. In this Romans passage, this is meat and potatoes. This is essential mm-hmm. stuff for Christian living. And yeah. what? How can we encourage somebody who doesn't understand who God is in this way to then say, "This is what life is all about." Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I was really wrestling with as I was listening to the sermon and being a part of the worship time. Is man, if there's somebody out there just struggling with this and not really understanding the gospel, this is heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, where where do we fall, or where would they fall in really understanding what this means, and, and how can we point them to the cross, point I them to the gospel? I think that this is a really neat time in the celebrating the 40th anniversary because we've got so many people here who have gone before us, who've been here for years and years and years, who have... Uh, just a lifetime of experience in the faith and their endurance and perseverance in the faith. And Mm. uh, just to hear their testimonies is really exciting. Um, Hebrews 12, starting in verse 1, says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great 
a cloud of witnesses. Let us all also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And I think that that really encapsulates what we're talking about here and just the this this race that we're running and the endurance and uh that there there is this joy that is before us and jesus endured the cross for the joy that was before him and we being united with him get to do this with him and that is what, at least for me as a worship leader, part of the worship ministry and putting on the services that we have every single week, that is our hope and our goal, that you, you might lose sight of it during the week. Mm-hmm. But when we gather and we come together to worship, to give attention to the Word, to celebrate the communion we have with God now, to, to put a spotlight on Jesus, mm-hmm. that right. Hebrews passage, to, to fix our eyes on Jesus. And we might not have been doing that perfectly during the course of the week, right. but we can gather and at least once a week be reminded together of what the gospel is. And what we're talking about here right now, this discussion, is putting flesh and bones on what it means to remind ourselves of the gospel, well, and to that's one of the, the gospel every single day. That's one of the main reasons we, we made the podcast. Let's get into the week into of our congregation yep. a little bit. Yep. That, that, that Monday to Friday slump. I mean, come on. Sundays exist for the Monday through Saturdays. We've got to to iron that out and figure out. I think if you were to even try to read between the lines of Romans 6, Paul is speaking to stop compartmentalizing what happened to you on the cross. This is who you are now. You're dead to that old stuff. You're alive in this guy. And that is regardless of context and regardless of circumstance. I, I had somebody come up to me the other day and, and talking about the 40th for Fellowship Bible Church, and they said, I just, I really hope we can make it another 40 years. They're just, they're just overwhelmed, burdened. Sure. <laughs> God will make it another 40 years. Uh, so, so It's not about people. It's not, not about, about people. It's not about the building. He's got, got the whole world in his hands. I promise you he has 3217 Middle Road in his hands. Don't get lost in the weeds, in the details of what God is doing. He's bigger than this building. This building's not big enough to get in his way. And we don't need to think like like that. Like the, the Well, and we've we've talked about that in previous podcasts. And we he does exceedingly abundantly more than we can yeah. ask or think. And so yeah. I think that as Christians, we forget that. And so we do need each other to be reminding one another of who God is and what he's doing. And so just an encouragement for our viewers and our listeners Take this conversation and grab a friend, grab a family member, and continue it. Hmm. It doesn't have to stop here. Keep the conversation going and involve the people in your life that Hmm. you you can continue the conversation with. And Alicia, to your point, I I am excited that this is the context in which the 40th is happening. It's great. Because it's an opportunity to rely on the Lord even more amidst all this crazy stuff. And even uh, 40 years, okay? I was... Math. I was negative 16 years old, Mark. Negative 16, bro. Okay? But coming up here and walking through that timeline, I get a little bit emotional looking at some of that stuff um, to to think about, like, oh, my goodness, like, 
God has got the whole world in his hands, and he always has. Like, it's so cool to see the way he's done stuff and the way he will continue to do stuff. But that's what a walk of faith is for. Yep. That's what we're here for. So. And if you, you listen to the stories, and Alicia referred to testimonies, so in our family um, fellowship podcast mm-hmm. channel, we, we just started to kick off a couple different interviews. Um, last week was with Rick and Sharon Lump. This week will be on Friday with Rich Brito. Mm-hmm. And then next week will be with Don and Lisa Williams. You're going to hear historical perspectives of people going through what we're talking about right now. What we're going through is no different than 40 years ago of mm. how do we grow as as believers? How do we disciple people? How do we help prepare and make dependent disciples? And the the mind and the heart of what an early church has is really cool. You know, So that's a little tidbit of just hear the servants' hearts that come out of the interviews and the testimonies because they're just in the trenches doing things and and here we are as a bigger church now what god has grown and built is incredible um but to have the heart of a servant um Mm. leader is Mm. really cool so that's a little sidebar tangent but you know we're going to see that on september 6th so anticipate that and hear all the stories and again it's about what god has done celebrating his faithfulness using his people to grow and build his church Get plugged in, find the content, and again, if you have ever in your entire life gone out to to lunch with a brother or sister in Christ and have left encouraged, that is something you can emulate again. Go do it. Yep. And there's, <laughs> Go and there's that, that, that newness of mm-hmm. we don't have to grow stale. Mm-hmm. We are designed to be continuing to walk in mm-hmm. that newness and unity with Him. And so... What a beautiful testimony to have a lifetime of walking in newness. So not good. growing stale. Well, and even I'm old enough now to walk past somebody in the halls of FBC, and you, you always have that semi-awkward conversation. Yeah, we really should. We really should get together <laughs> and get lunch. And you know neither of you not will happening. initiate with the other. That happens to you? Go do it. Oh, <laughs> Does, wow. It only happens to me? Does that not happen? To, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I but meet up with you, everybody you, for lunch. Are you kidding me? Routine. <laughs> you will, by default, especially in this world, the, the home field advantage of, of the enemy, <laughs> you will be drugged and distracted. So to, to fight that. We're all over the place today, but it's incredible because it's all based yeah. in Romans 6, which calls us to grow in <laughs> Christ. All, it, all back to Romans 6. Mark, yeah. Pastor Mark's listening. His blood pressure's through the roof right now. I don't know where he is, but uh, any well, announcements, any other thoughts before we wrap up? I mean, I'll just continue to highlight the 40th. Again, it, mm-hmm. it's about 10 a.m. Um, celebrating together what God is doing. So outdoors on September 6th, um, as we had done back in the springtime, and it's just going to be a time of celebration. So bring your chairs, bring your blankets, bring your family, bring your friends. If you know of other people that might not have come to church in a while that may have participated in FBC, bring them, tell them mm-hmm. to come on out. Um, there will be food before for donuts. There'll be food afterwards with some other goodies and frozen custard and pizza and burgers and hot dogs. And if you don't want to pay for it, bring your own lunch. Um, and we would just love to celebrate with you. And there's some special goodies that we're going to be giving away. So just keep some things on a secret. And you know what? What are the, am I allowed to know what the goodies are? No. Oh, no. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I was just, you're not I'm just curious. Okay. But you know, there, I'll be surprised. There is a, a, a trivia quiz um, mm-hmm. that we're going to be putting out there. And, you know, just a little tidbit. So one of the facts one of the trivia quiz i can give away right now do you wow you know, wow so, sermon spotlight exclusive wait, wait wait i'm confused though are you giving them the answer as well i will what okay. do you think do you want the answer no, no well uh, whatever I don't know. so who was the first couple wait it's to me versus alicia married mm-hmm. at fbc uh for well gosh first couple to get married at fbc 
I don't know. Alicia, how long you been here? <laughs> You're older than me, wiser than me. Five and Mike a half Luke years. final answer. I don't know. Yeah, no. It is You've been here Dawn and Lisa Williams. Oh, it is the Williams. Okay. And she actually hand drew the front cover of the very first bulletin at FBC also. Aww. And part hand of that is it. on display in the timeline Ooh, exhibit. I did have a question. And they will be interviewed in a couple, you know, in the next Friday's podcast. And the Fellowship Fam. Absolutely. Cool. So there you go. A little teaser for are you, you. Are you hosting that on the regular now, Fellowship Fam? For these three weeks, yes. Yeah, you did, a, you then, did a wonderful job. You did a wonderful oh, well, you know, it's, I it's learned a, and grew from that. That YouTube channel has been best. dormant. I, I saw it pop up. I was like, yes. It's exciting. Fellowship yeah. Fam is back. It's back. Um, I did have a question for you. Okay. Uh, the time, so the timeline's open on the ten, on the sixth. It will be open on the sixth. So we're, are we organizing a walk through? It'll be kind of an open house with guidelines. There okay. will be a couple hosts there because again, just with COVID rules, yeah, yeah. we don't want it to be a huge mass of people indoors. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of mm-hmm. have people come and go on a regular basis after the service is is open. And you'll notice that the way the timeline exhibit goes, it circles around the library walls, so you can kind of walk around at your own That's pace really cool. and see starting from even 1979 of kind of where the, the inceptions of the church began. But you know what? Mm-mm-mm. The church did not start then. You know, God's did church started before. Back. So this is just just a little disclaimer out there. This is just kind of the F- fellowship FBC's timeline. timeline. Oh, it's, it says like a, like a, I forget the language, hinting at the future or something. Yeah. and it's, it's, The talk, the con- it started like this, right? Like a conversation. It did. Yeah. Go. So it, it's going to be pretty cool. So hmm. come on out, watch, listen, learn, participate. Participate, serve, engaged. love. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just as a reminder, you can always, always, always go to fbcva.life to get all the details on everything we're doing here at Fellowship in Winchester, Virginia. Uh, You can find Sermon Spotlight on podcast services all over the place, including HD video up on YouTube. Normally Tuesday nights, we get that out to you. Thank you so much for subscribing. You can drop us a review on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that Sermons and I mentioned just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.